5: People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear, because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels.
4: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All
1: right, thank you, Scott Shannon. Happy Monday, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Here is our toll-free telephone number. It's 800 mm-hmm. 941 Sean if you want to be a part of the program. New poll just came out havid and harris poll and trump leading biden by six points uh interestingly both trump and biden will be at the border on thursday uh i have uh, news about that coming up tonight on hannity nine eastern on the fox news channel uh you know a lot of questions have to be asked i i people are asking me why is nikki haley now staying in this race well, I don't know what's going through her mind. I don't. I can't read minds. I have no idea. One one observation that Ari Fleischer made that was interesting to me, maybe, maybe he's right, I would like to think not. I have no problem with Nikki Haley, but I said this after Nevada when, I mean, think about this. It's very hard to lose Nevada by... By, what, 60 to 30, what was the the number in Nevada? No, it was like, I think she lost by 33 points total to none of the above. In other words, they actually have none of these candidates as a term that is actually on the ballot in that state. It was 63-30 at the time. And that's a 33-point beating by nobody. And you lose by, you come in third place in Iowa, you come in and lose New Hampshire, which I would argue would have been a state that would be more favorable to her, considering there's there's so many independents, so much crossover primary voting that takes place in that state. Now, in the state of South Carolina, they also allow crossover primary voting. And and there was definitely the courting of Democrats to get out and vote for Nikki Haley. And exit poll data showed, in fact, that that in fact, she won a lot of Democrats. I think it was somewhere around 12 percent, something like that. And I'll go over the numbers in more detail here. But if you can't win your home state, if you if it is a landslide in a primary in a state, you were governor and elected by a fairly healthy margin, uh, not once but twice. Why is Nikki Haley staying in the race? Now, I do think that the anger among Republicans and the Republican Party putting aside the never Trumper wing of the party is, is going to be palpable The longer that she stays in this race, because everybody knows that that means that money that would otherwise be would have to be spent and saved for future race for the general election is now going to have to be spent by the Trump campaign. And to some level uh, in these upcoming primary states now we have on the second, we have the GOP convention, uh, which delegates are awarded in Michigan. We have the Idaho GOP caucuses. This is all on March 2nd. And uh, anyway, and Missouri GOP caucuses where no delegates, by the way, are awarded in either case. And then the next one is on March the 3rd. That's the D.C. GOP primary. I'm not sure any Republicans going to get any votes in D.C. Not exactly a barometer of anything. Then they're on to North Dakota. and, And on March the 5th, it's Super Tuesday. And Super Tuesday includes Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota. North Carolina, Oklahoma, Texas, Tennessee. Uh, let's see, Utah, Vermont, Virginia, Alaska, GOP only. And um, and if you're interested, Iowa Democrats reveal their mail-in caucus winner because Joe just basically stuck the middle finger in the in the face of the people in Iowa and New Hampshire. So, you know, at that point, you know, which one of those states, putting aside Washington, D.C., which is meaningless, which one of those states is Nikki Haley going to win if she can't win her own state? Not only did she not win her home state, she lost by lost in dramatic fashion. She lost by 21 p- points. That, that is a lot to lose by. And, you know, her ar- biggest argument has been that Donald Trump can't win a, a general election. Well, uh, I beg to differ based on the polling. Forget about my own opinion here. Joe Biden's job approval rating now is 38 percent, according to Gallup. Uh, that is not near the 50 the percent average needed for a president to get reelected. I mean, that's a disaster by any, any objective measure uh, on Ukraine, foreign policy. Forget it. Another disaster. I mean, on foreign affairs in general, Joe Biden has a 33 percent approval rating, 62 percent disapproval rating. Bidenomics: thirty-six percent disapproval and sixty-one percent disapproval on every major issue that this country is confronting. He's way upside down on the handling of the Middle East. Okay, he has a thirty percent approval rating, sixty-two percent disapproval rating on immigration, which is now front and center. It's now he has a twenty-eight percent approval rating and a sixty-seven percent disapproval rating, which explains why. He's going down to the border on Thursday. That's sort of like going to East Palestine. You know what? A, a full year after the train derailment there, and, and everybody in town's like, "Why are you even bothering? Why are you even here?" And then if you look at the latest numbers, again, I'm just looking at polls. Donald Trump is up by six. The latest Havid Harris poll that came out. If you look specifically on on head to head matchups, you have Donald Trump up by four point six in Michigan that that's a big margin 46.7 to 42.1 in Georgia you have President Trump nearly at 50s of 48.5 Biden 41.7 you know seven percentage point lead there uh, if you look at Nevada it's got Trump up 48.7 uh, to Biden's 40.3 that's a nearly eight point margin Arizona it's Trump 47 Biden 42. I mean, these—if he wins these states and these numbers hold, Joe Biden can't win anything. Now, I was again going back to Ari Fleischer. What is the reason for Nikki Haley staying in? I don't know, but when she—we just played for you—the one comment she made is, "I'm staying in this race as long as the majority of people don't like Trump or Biden." Uh, maybe Ari's right. Maybe she's thinking about this no labels party. If she does, uh, I don't—I don't think she's going to get much support from a, any Republican. Now uh, I'll get to the border thing in a little bit here, but you know, the Democratic Party reaction to this, the mob and the media, their reaction to Trump's South Carolina win, oh, he's in a weak he's in a weak position. No, he actually has a real opponent, a former governor in her home state, uh, and he it, it became, what is politically speaking, a landslide. I mean, it was so bad that the Koch brothers, and they fund Americans for Prosperity Action. It's a libertarian policy advocacy group, but they're also pretty anti-Trump in this group. You know, they're, they're pointing out that, yeah, they're pulling back their financial support for Nikki Haley. But, you know, she. if you look at the final results, and it was, what, 39 for Haley and, and 60% for Donald Trump, so a 21-point landslide, but... This poll and the way they allow and, and this has to stop the way they allow Democrats to cross over in states like New Hampshire, South Carolina. I have no earthly idea why Republicans allow that. Republicans should be the ones selecting Republican candidates and Democrats should be selecting Democratic candidates in primaries. You shouldn't have this. Oh, I, I think I'm going to create chaos in the other parties uh, primary and, and maybe in the hopes of 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 extending out the primary season. So a fortune of money will be taken away from the general election campaign. And that's where the anger is going to come in for Nikki Haley. But if you actually break down the demographics, if you look at self-described Republicans, they made up the sizable majority of the primary electorate on on Saturday At 68 percent. Trump carried those voters by an overwhelming margin. Uh, he was up to 70 percent compared to Nikki Haley's 30 percent. Now, Trump also garnered majority support across traditional Republican voting blocks: Very conservative, 84 percent white evangelicals, 71 percent, 65 percent of military veterans, 86 percent of Republican primary voters who say they are part of the MAGA movement. And Nikki Haley she had some success among more moderate voters uh, and also the appeal that was being outright made to Democratic voters to cross over here. I mean, the the former South Carolina governor overwhelmingly won voters who identify as liberal or moderate or Democrat. Um, how, how do you win the general election if the, if the base of your own party's not supporting you? And her two main messages in the closing days of the race were electability and respect for the military. It didn't resonate. Only 17% believe that Donald Trump is not likely to to beat biden in november now listen i would urge caution on everybody's part for a lot of different reasons for republicans to win the presidency they've got to run the table and it's the example i use all the time that you've got to assume that you're on your own 20 you have no timeouts left you got to march down the field 80 yards cross the plane kick the extra point to win well, you got to win Georgia, North Carolina, some combination thereof, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, Michigan, New Hampshire, Nevada, and Arizona. And in recent years, not not an, a, an easy lift for any Republican. So I think there's going to be some outright anger that emerges out of this for former Governor Haley and former Ambassador Haley. Look, I had said this after New Hampshire and Nevada. If I were Nikki Haley's campaign manager and if she really wanted to make a real strong run for the republican nomination i think the better path would have been for her not to go into her home state risk losing by 21 points which did happen and she she could have been a probably been a big part of the trump administration she could have endorsed them and move forward as others have looking at the fact that there's no real path I mean, I look at this this upcoming primary calendar and I don't really see where it is that she's going to pick up delegates. Um, now we have as a result of what happened over the weekend. I see that uh, John Thune, the second highest ranking Republican, that John Thune now has gotten on board and, and is supporting Donald Trump. Uh, now Nikki Haley is going to bet on Super Tuesday. But I'm looking at these states and I'm thinking, I don't think so. Uh, She just doesn't have the base of the Republican Party behind her supporting her. And if you look at it, Trump, you know, it it just it was pretty overwhelming. There's no other way to really describe this. But if you look at these other polls now, I think it's going to be hard. The next five swing states are in 37 days. This is going to be interesting to watch. And the former ambassador, you know, we'll see when she does drop out. But Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin is April 2nd, Arizona, March 19th, Georgia, March 12th. North Carolina is on Super Tuesday. I mean, if you look at these these states, I mean, we we could be in a situation where once again, six states, you know, separating the Democrat and Republican candidates for president could make up all the difference. And it might be decided by maybe one hundred or two hundred thousand votes That's how scary it is. That's how important it is. I can tell you this, the country can't survive these policies any longer. And when you ask the basic, most fundamental question, are you better off than you were four years ago? Tell me where you're better off, because on every measure, the American people are screaming that they're not. No matter how many times they lie to you and tell you the borders secure and the borders closed, and now that has shifted only in recent weeks to try to blame Republicans. Blaming Republicans is not going to work. In Joe Biden's first hundred days, he rescinded the, the, the Trump policies that were working. Stay in Mexico. Uh, he stopped construction of the border wall. And we see what the outcome is. And they've been, you know, we, we want, want you to come. I want you to come. The border is secure. The border is closed. They said that for three years. Now, all of a sudden, Republicans don't go along With their watered-down border bill, House Republicans uh, uh, already passed H.R. 2, which was a real border bill, and that's what the Senate should have adopted, but they didn't, or Senate Republicans at least, and that would have been a real border security measure, and that would have given Joe Biden what he desperately wants is more money for Ukraine. We've already given $75 billion and help for Israel and Taiwan, but... If I had to say there are two issues that need to be dealt with first, one has to be the border and two has to be the budget. Not that complicated.
0: More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia.
4: He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny.
2: your podcast.
1: What have I been saying? I've been saying Joe Biden can't get through a single event without something happening, without some incident, without mumbling, bumbling, fumbling, stumbling. There's always something doesn't know whether to exit stage left or right. So he has this, I guess it was uh, some kind of big bash that they had. It was the Lincoln governor's ball dinner. Apparently he got an earful from even democratic governors. Anyway, State leaders, the president is now in the cycle to run for reelection. And he says, standing here in front of this portrait of the man behind me, and he's talking about Abe Lincoln. I want to make sure I get the quote exactly right. And that's where the trouble began. He said, we, 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 the better angels, he said, whoops, we, he must address the council and adjust, uh, adjust the better angels of our nature. And we do the, and well, do the, um, well, uh, to remember what else he said. He said, we're not enemies, but we're friends. Now, the real quote is, I loathe to close, we are not enemies, but friends. We must not uh, be enemies, though passion may have strained it, must not break our bonds of affection. Okay, Joe, I know. But James Clyburn's claiming that a lot of Biden's gaffes are just because... He stutters like FDR was in a wheelchair. You believe that? I don't. So, you know, there's a lot of lies we get from the Biden administration. I never once spoke to my son, Hunter, my brother, or anybody for that matter, about their foreign business deals. Well, that's been blown out of the water. He's been meeting with some of the foreign business partners of Hunter and his brother, like at the Cafe Milano with the former oligarch, former first lady of Moscow, uh, Elena Batarina uh she of course gave three and a half million to the enterprise if you will if you're in georgia and also according to devin archer invested 100 million dollars in some real estate adventure well why was joe meeting with her why did devin archer testify uh before the house oversight committee that in fact he knows of at least 20 meetings where joe biden got on the phone and spoke with hunter uh and his foreign business partners what about the same testimony from Tony Bobolinsky? What about all these moments? Well, one of the big lies anyway. And then, of course, the, my favorite of late is Joe Biden gets more done in an hour than the average American does in a day. Now, anybody listening to me, if you do believe that, will you please call the show? Because I want to talk to you first. 800-941-SHAWN. That's our number. Love to hear from you. Because that is a lie. And then, of course, the lie for over three years that the border is closed and the border is secure. We heard that lie repeatedly from Joe, from the vice president, from Secretary of Homeland Security, DHS Secretary uh, Alejandro Mayorkas. We've heard it from Corinne Jean Pierre. We've heard it from Circleback Jen Psaki. They just flat out lie. Well, now all of a sudden, Joe wanted this compromise bill that would have allowed, wouldn't even be triggered until 5,000 illegal immigrants on a given day were at the border, uh, caught crossing the border. I mean, this was not a border security bill. And they would still allow them into the country. Republicans in the House passed H.R. 2. And that bill actually was a border security bill. But Joe Biden has lied and lied and lied. Now they're trying because they're so underwater on the issue of illegal immigration, they're trying to spin this and blame Republicans for not supporting their idiotic and weak legislation, which really was a, a compromise, they thought, by Democrats. We'll give them a weak immigration, we'll give them weak immigration language in support of, you know, another 68 billion dollars to Ukraine, and money for Israel. Frankly, not enough. The Israelis, frankly, they only want the weapons. They, they, they'll they pay you back. They promise to. Believe them. They're our biggest ally. And no, no. So they want to tie it all together. And I th- I've just been a firm believer my whole life that any bill that is going to be passed by Congress needs to be able to stand on its own merits. You ought not bring together a coalition of people wanting some things and then deciding, okay, I'll give you your thing if you give me my thing. That's kind of how it works in Washington. By the way, another good argument for term limits. Uh, So the White House announced that they're going to Texas. Again, they've lied and said the border's secure for three-plus years. Now, all of a sudden, they're blaming Republicans. They won't help me. Joe Biden actually said that I've done everything I could possibly do. They won't help me. No, Republicans have tried to help you. Republicans told you not to rescind the policies that were working, the Trump policies that you rescinded, Within the first hundred days of you becoming president, they have turned out to be a disaster. And if you not only have rescinded the policies, but you have been aiding and abetting in the in the law breaking. At what point does the blame for their policies not not go straight to them? We have this young woman, Lake and Riley is her name, young girl studying to be a nurse, a college nursing student and literally killed and her suspected killer commits the crime was let free and every chance to prevent the tragedy that unfolded was squandered you know we've now had an opportunity f- to find out a lot about the suspect and we found out that this guy illegally crossed the border into el paso in september of last year illegally not respecting our laws our, our sovereignty and our borders not at all Anyway, what they claim he he was not an asylum seeker, which is the designation for somebody that's actually fleeing real religious or political persecution. Anyway, he, he and his wife and five year old child were looking for a better economic opportunity. I understand why people want to leave countries like Venezuela or countries in Latin America in the hope that America can provide them the American dream, which their countries are not affording them. Uh, but there are rules there are laws probably the first prerequisite that ought to exist for anybody that would like to be a citizen of this country or enter of this country is that you have a willingness to obey the laws of the of the country that you're going into your first act should not be to break the law to get there anyway they've got to follow the rules in this case this guy's saying he if he had legitimately wanted asylum well he could have applied for asylum but not here. If he wanted to move here for work, he could have applied for a work visa. There's, you know, so many ways that he could have come into the country legally. Instead, Biden allowed him and and nearly 10 million others to come into this country, most of them completely unvetted. I've been pointing out coming from our top geopolitical foes, including the number one state sponsor of terror Iran and Their satellite Syria, thousands from Egypt, the home of where the Muslim Brotherhood is, thousands from Al-Qaeda, I'm sorry, from Afghanistan, where Al-Qaeda is, and they announced last week that these new training camps are back up and running again as they plot, plan, and scheme their next attack against America, probably, or Israel. Big Satan, little Satan. You pick the order, but certainly that's their goal. We know what they represent. And then, of course, tens and tens of thousands from China, our top geopolitical foe. How many of you how many of these people do you think are spies? How many of them might be involved in the fentanyl trade? Fentanyl is coming. Peter Schweitzer has a new book out. It's it's coming. Almost overwhelming majority of it from China, which has partnered with the drug cartels in Mexico for the very purpose of literally turning this country into addicts and killing you know our youth before our eyes there's not a day that goes by that i don't read about some american losing their life some young person losing their life to fentanyl poisoning and they've done nothing to stop that it's one of a million reasons why the border should be secure anyway instead joe has aided abetted "Well, well here's 43 locations where would you like to go if any of you would pick up somebody at our Southern border and drive them to another state, uh, you'd be arrested in all likelihood and charged with human trafficking. But anyway, it's going to be years, by the way, you know, he admits why they got married him and his wife, this, this uh, guy being alleged to commit this crime against this nursing student. And he said that they could join their asylum cases and it would look more sympathetic Anyway, will be years until that asylum case is ever heard. And then we usually see most people never show up in court. Then, there, of course, they were arrested in New York where more laws were broken. They received free food, shelter, courtesy of taxpayers. And of course, I guess he was delivering for DoorDash and Uber Eats. But the, the Post has done stories before about how many illegal immigrants are working for the services which swear up and down that they're they're following labor laws, and that's a lie, too. But none of this is true, and this trip down to Brownsville is an insult. It's no different than going to East Palestine in Ohio where the train derailment took place a year later. Now, rightly, Georgia Governor Kemp, he's demanding answers from the Biden White House following the tragic killing of this 22-year-old nursing student. Could you imagine if you're the parent of this young woman? And this has happened time and time and time again. And if I'm right and I pray that I'm wrong, that among all these nearly 10 million unvetted Joe Biden, illegal immigrants, that there are people that have terrorist connections and they're now creating terror cells in our country and they're plotting, planning and scheming 9-11 or worse. When that happens, they'll all have blood on their hands. And by not securing the border and lying about it for three years, they are responsible. There's got to be some accountability here. They had this guy in our justice system and did not deport this guy. It's unbelievable. And it's sad and it's unnecessary. This young woman would be alive today. It's unreal. A lack of, they said, well, we let let him roam loose because we didn't have enough detention space. That's That's not an answer. If you're going to transport people, transport them back to the country that they came from. And those people that came in without respecting our laws, borders, sovereignty. Yeah, those people need to be sent back and they need to be told if you want to enter this country, you've got to do so legally, not illegally. You know, it's 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 interesting to watch Alvin Bragg. Uh, but who still has not even explained the details of this indictment against Donald Trump? And I know this trial is supposed to begin. I think it's March 25th, late March. You know, saying last year when he announced, "Well, it could be this, it could be that." We, we still don't know the details of the indictment. We do know it has to do with Stormy Daniels and and whatever the Playboy model was at the time. This we, this is a story we have known about. Since the 2016 election, why now bring charges unless you're looking to join, you know, the the mob and and drown Donald Trump in legal issues so he can't campaign as the top candidate for a major political party? President says it's election interference. Well, if you're not allowing him to campaign, how does he make his case to the American people from what from a courtroom? I don't think it's possible. And they'll have to, in any of these criminal trials, he will have to be there every single day. So this clown show reached new heights uh, of absurdity. Now, remember, we all saw the video in Times Square of these, these cops getting the hell beaten out of them by illegal immigrants. And then, of course, let out, thanks to Alvin Bragg, no bail laws in New York, and New York City being a sanctuary city like California's a sanctuary state. And anyway, when he asked the court, he's now asking the court to gag Donald Trump in the middle of his presidential campaign. Well, when do we take away freedom of speech rights for Americans and their ability to speak out and defend themselves, especially in such a hostile venue like New York? When are we going to get answers? When does the family get answers? And by the way, what good are these answers anyway for the family? It's not going to bring their daughter back. It's just not. And then you've got the media mob doing what they do best. You have the AP. They were whitewashing the murder of this nursing student by an illegal immigrant. I mean, this guy from Venezuela and, and you know, an amazing girl by, by every account of everybody that knew her. They don't tell the whole story when he entered the country. They don't tell the story that he had been arrested. You know, the killing of a nursing student. Out of out for a run highlights the fears of solo female athletes. They never mention it's an illegal immigrant. NBC, CBS completely ignore the Georgia students' alleged murderer being an illegal immigrant. You got to be kidding me. The AP report omits the subject's immigration status. They just want to focus on the dangers of women that go out jogging. You it's like you got to be kidding me. Why are you so afraid to tell the whole story? You know, at some point, we got to ask another question. Why go to the border now? Is anybody going to take this seriously? By the way, tonight on TV, we'll have an announcement about the border that I think is very important. And it's just frustrating to any American that cares about the rule of law and the fact that we had secure borders and now we don't. And then that we've been lied to for the entire time about it all. That's frustrating also. Anyway, 800 941 is our number if you want to be a part of the program. And when we come back, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich will get his take on the South Carolina primary. Why is Nikki Haley staying in? Is there any path for her after losing by 21 in her home state of South Carolina? Uh, coming in third in Iowa, losing to none of the above in Nevada, uh, losing by double digits in New Hampshire. What is the point here? Or maybe Ari Fleischer's right. Maybe, maybe she's thinking about the no labels party. I have no idea. Anyway, we'll get to that. We'll check in with our posters as well. Uh, we'll give you more insight into Biden's visit, by the way, Sly Stallone. Yep. He says, that's it. He's done. And he's moving to Florida. I've decided to move on and leave the state of California permanently. And we're going to Florida. Oh, that's becoming a very common theme. We'll continue. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees, they want to thank all of you, our listeners, for all of your continued support. And to thank you, they are having a massive sale on not only overstock and clearance products, but on new products as well. Just go to the Sean Hannity Square when you go to MyPillow.com and you'll find some of the lowest prices ever, plus free shipping for your entire order. For example, you get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0. If you're looking to try a new product, you might want to try their new flannel sheets. They're 50% off, but they won't be in stock for very long. They have this six-piece towel set. Well, now selling for $29.98. That's 50% off. So take advantage. Free shipping, especially on larger items like a mattress or mattress topper. 100% all made in the USA. On sale for as low as $99.99. And you'll find sales on their kitchen towels, their dog beds, their blankets, and so much more. It's the Sean Hannity Square when you go to MyPillow.com or just call and mention my name, 800-919-6090. 800-919-6090 from MyPillow.com.